Hello and welcome to the ninth episode of This Won't Teach You Anything. On today's show, we're going to try something a little different, and I've invited my daughter, Skylar, onto the show today uh, to go ahead and, and discuss the generational um, feel of pop culture between someone my age, who's mid-40s, and someone her age, which is early 20s. So, uh, Skylar, why don't you say hello? Hello. All right. So, uh, you've heard some of the episodes of the podcast. And you've heard us talk about individual movies, uh, things having to do with uh, the movie industry, the business side of, of entertainment and pop culture, music, uh, things of that nature. One of the things, and I, I obviously you know, me know, having known you since your entire life, is the effect and, uh, yeah, basically the effect that Star Wars has had on me and in, in what um, in the area of pop culture and what I'm interested in when it comes to entertainment. Uh, as right now at this very time, I have a Star Wars Stormtrooper shirt on. So n- nothing new for me, but again, that fits in with my age being, like I said, mid-40s. Uh, it was what was around and what was popular when I was growing up. Things are a lot different these days with uh, what's accessible to people your age and even uh, younger. Uh, I don't know. Have you ever even used a payphone? If I did, it was Do you when, remem- I, when I was really young, maybe, but not you, that I can remember. Okay. You can't even remember putting a quarter in the phone to make a phone call. All right. So for most of your life, cell phones have been a thing. Yes. Okay. All right, so that gives a, a little bit of context to what we're talking about here. But again, I mentioned Star Wars for me, seven, eight years old. That was kind of what uh, I cut my teeth on when it came to uh, entertainment and movies and, and uh, things like that. Is there, any, is there anything that you can think of that has some kind of similar meaning to you at your age uh, I know that when it comes to uh, movies and music, kids, I think, are influenced a lot by what their parents listen to. And so you got a healthy dose of Star Wars growing up. You got a healthy dose of the Rolling Stones. Um, you know, I mean, the Beatles. And again, these are things that would have been, even for me growing up, would have been things that my parents could have listened to. So... For you to listen to them, you know, I mean, these the Stones are all in their mid seventies at this point, and uh, I've even, you know, you and I've went to, we've seen the Stones together, uh, we've seen Paul McCartney, so you know, you you've been fed a lot of this stuff that I like. Is there anything, you know, that maybe you found on your own that wasn't influenced? Um, by anything that that uh, your immediate family, I mean, something that you and your friends or or things like that. And we'll get to we'll get to the influence that maybe the stuff that that I've exposed you to has has had on you. But what about things that you've really enjoyed? That you know, what what's a favorite? What is a favorite movie? I won't say your favorite movie because the, that's kind of a trap question. It's it's real hard to go ahead and pin one down because sometimes. You know, even in Star Wars, for me, 
there's at different times the, my favorite order of those movies will vary. So what is a favorite movie of yours? It can be anything. It could be, you could name a Star Wars movie if you want. I don't want to close that stuff out, but what's a favorite movie of yours? Um, I don't know. For a few years when I was in my teens, I really liked Harry Potter. Sure. And that was definitely a series that I don't, I don't think I would say resonated with, but I really liked how they were done. Um, and yeah, I watched all of them probably four or five times and I just remember, like, watching those movies, it just feels like you're in a whole different reality and you're not actually in this world. You're in, like, Hogwarts or you're in England because that's where it's set at. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I'd definitely say Harry Potter. Sure. And that, that would be – that would probably be right along the lines of, of your generation Star Wars with the uh, – you know, I mean, there, there's – every once in a while – there comes a uh, an intellectual property that just hits bigger than the rest of them. You know, for your generation, uh, I would I would say that's a good choice for you um, being Harry Potter. Now, I do I remember we went and and saw Deathly Hallows uh, at midnight. Mm -hmm. um, I, definitely the second one. We probably went and saw the De Deathly Hallows Part One. Yeah, opening. I I remember well. being there. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, great, great choice. And I, and I know exactly what you mean when you're, when you're watching those, because, you know, when you read the books or you watch the films, the imagination portion of it is so well done and the way things are explained and whatnot, you just do feel like you're, you're in there. And I, for your senior, uh, present, you and I went to Universal Studios. Yeah, that was an amazing trip. I remember that day just like it happened yesterday. Right. I remember that, uh, we, it was you and I, the whole family was down in Florida, but it was you and I that went to universal. Mm -hmm. and everybody else was still at Disney and it was a, um, a tropical storm had, had hit, uh, the coast. Orlando's a little more insulated from it, but we got a lot of the rain. Yeah. And we went, to uh, through uh, Universal, but we went back, headed right back to Diagon Alley, and I mean, if if it would have been now, social distancing wasn't a problem at all because since it was raining so hard, I mean, for what probably is a is a very busy part of that park was minis minimum. Oh yeah, amount of people. Yeah. I think it was a good, it was a good time to go. I mean, the rain didn't really bother me because I had been wanting to go there since I started watching the Harry Potter movies and just being there is again, you're transported to a whole different world. It's so like well done and it's so cut off from everything else, Florida, that like you just feel like you're in that part of the movie. Sure. It's amazing. Yeah, they did it. They did a really good job with that. And uh, another thing you know, the experience may have been a little bit more diminished had the weather been perfect and you're dealing with two hour lines, uh, to ride escape from Gringotts and where, I don't know, we rode it three times, I think. Oh yeah. And, and, and we walked right on and we didn't yeah. have a wait at all. It, it took, it took longer to get through what would have been the line queue. Right. Just to walk through it. 
than um, than the right itself. But what I'm saying is the line queue is so long to accommodate a lot of people. And that day Mm -hmm. you just kind of zip through and, and maybe you had a five or 10 minute wait. Yeah. I would say 10 minutes at most, but again, with line queues, I think they also try to make them interesting. So when you're sitting there for two or three hours waiting for that, that ride, it's interesting. So I, I remember specifically the smell. It smelled very like, I don't like kind musty, of musty, yeah. and like like you were moldy. in the the basement of that yeah. bank, you know. Yeah. And from the movies and and when I get the sense that that bank has been there forever, mm-hmm. uh, whatnot. A lot of cool touches on it with the uh, the dragon breathing oh, yeah. fire. Um, yeah, a lot of good memories there, and then um, being able to go into Ollivander's wand shop mm-hmm. and pick out a wand. Yeah, I was just about to say something about that. Um, One thing I don't think we got to see was I remember before we even talked about going, I had watched videos on YouTube of people who had gotten chosen out of the audience to do kind of like the Harry Potter experience when he got his first wand in the movies and like you pointed at certain things and like the books move off the shelves and when you get the right wand handed to you, there's like a gust of wind and light and everything and that's something I would have liked to see, but again, just being there and being able to see all the different wands that they had, because it's not just like you can pick from the character wands, you can also pick from ones based on your personality as well, and mm-hmm. that's what I did. Yep, yep, and you still have the wand. I do. Mm-hmm. I have the box and the bag that it came in and everything. Yeah, and and at certain parts in the park, you can do spells. Yeah. There's spots that you stand and you can activate um, water or um, different things. So that was that's a cool thing in the park. Again, you didn't have to wait for any of it. I'm sure there's days where those there's lines for people to do those spells, and that, that probably takes away from it a little bit. But, um, yeah, it was a really good time. Do you have any, uh, being that Harry Potter would be your, quote-unquote, Star Wars, do you have music? You know, what's what's something that, growing up that you still listen to or what are you listening to now that uh that really um that resonates with you fleetwood mac really yeah wow is it due to the uh do you have a re-interest due to the the meme going around (laughs) i think so but also i I forget which one it was, but I think it's the "You Can Go Your Own Way." I don't know yep, what that that's one's the name called. Of it. Yeah, I remember specifically being younger, and you had all of those concert videos that mm-hmm. you put on the TV sometimes. And I remember like dancing around the living room, and that's yeah. one that I specifically remember because even being younger, I liked that song. Yeah, that's a good one. Good one. So Fleetwood Mac um, uh, stuck with you from when you were younger. Uh, What's some of the what's some of the stuff that that people your age are li- that you enjoy listening to? Because I know um, something someone that was really big when you were uh, growing up and is still gargantuan that you weren't a big fan of is Taylor Swift. Yeah. Okay, so you're still not a, a Swifty. No, I mean I can appreciate her music now more mm-hmm. than I think I could because I was just so like dead set on not liking her music because mm-hmm. it was country and I didn't like country. I still don't, 
but I think her music has taken a turn from being country to kind of country pop and more moody, I guess could be the word for it. Um, her newest album, I've listened to a few songs in there and I like some of them, but I wouldn't call myself a Swifty by any means. Okay. All right. What, uh, what, what do you enjoy? Um, let me think here for a second. Cause I listen to a lot of different kinds of music. Mm-hmm. I like Harry Styles from okay. One Direction. Uh-huh. I like his music. He has a solo career now that he's not part of that band. Um, Music that's in Spanish, surprisingly, because I'm trying to learn how to speak Spanish. Okay. So that listening to that helps. And a lot of it is very upbeat and like happy. Okay. Not a lot of it's super sad and. Sure. Yeah. That's, that's a great thing about, about music. You can find people. I found myself, oh, probably 10 years ago flipping on and. Um, I remember it was like the MTV Video Music Awards and it was about 10 years ago. Now, I don't know if you realize this, but there was a time when MTV did play music videos. I think I remember that briefly. I don't know if it was during, now, w- you know, my Probably life. not. I mean, maybe when you were really small, there was probably something on called uh, TRL and that was Total Request Live, I think is what it stood for, hosted by Carson Daly and he would have guests brought. It was in the afternoons. But even before that, there was a time in the early to mid 80s and through that MTV for 24 hours a day was nothing but music videos. And they had, instead of DJs on the radio, you've heard of DJ? Yep. All right. Disc jockey? Mm -hmm. Well, they had video jockeys and they called them VJs. And so they were just, they were like what a DJ is on the radio, but they were on TV and all they did is play music videos. And so... Um, MTV, the logo used to be much like it is today, the M and the TV. But I think about five years ago, they took off the words music television at the bottom. Oh. And, um, you know, it's, it's more based these days in reality television and, and things like that. Um, but somehow, some way there's still the video music awards. But I remember 10 years ago, and this is when they say that you become... Um, and, and there's commercials that play on it, but um, your parents, all the stuff that when you were younger, your parents said to you, you find yourself saying to your kids. And when you're young, you think, man, I'm never going to say that to my kids and I'm never going to do this, never going to do that. But about 10 years ago, I remember sitting there at the at the television, I've flipped on video music awards. And I sat there for most of the time I watched it, maybe I watched an hour and I was like, I don't know who, who any of these people are. I don't know who the hell th- this guy is. I don't know who these people are. And it was at that point where I was like, this isn't, this isn't my station anymore. It's not for me. It, it's, it stayed the same as far as playing popular music, whether that's R&B, hip-hop, um, pop, uh, rock, it for when it was showing music videos, it was staying at that target audience, which was an age, not people. So you know, I it had I had outgrown what what is considered the popular music of the day, and it was continuing aiming at that certain demographic that was more the younger crowd, and 
so that's kind of when I when I first felt it. You've got a few years to go before before you do, but it's funny because it is something that you go ahead and see. I mean, um, movies. You'll find your taste in movies changing too. You know where I, I would have every movie I went and saw would have been some kind of action movie. Um, these days I don't need to, I'm more interested in, in a good story, but I still love the action movies, but I can be swayed to watch something else. So you mentioned that, um, Harry Styles and one direction, uh, you probably have good memories. I know you went with friends to see one direction. I did. And that was a hard ticket to get. Oh yeah. Back when those guys, where did you go see one direction? We saw them in Columbus, I yep. believe. Um, I don't remember where, but I I know it was a big stadium. Yeah. And was it outdoor or indoor? Indoor. Okay, it was probably maybe where the uh, Blue Jackets, the hockey team, plays. They have a lot. It of might have con- been mm-hmm. a lot of concerts down there where where the Blue Jackets play. Good show. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was could you hear anything? Could you hear them at all, or was it all a bunch of uh, girls your age screaming? At times, it was hard to hear, but I think they know that, so they turn their mics up really loud mm-hmm. so you can hear it a lot better. But then the screaming with the amount of sound you're getting from the mics and the instruments is just—it makes you go deaf by the end of it. But oh, sure, it was a great concert. Now you know you really can't go ahead. And no one my age is going to believe you or anyone who's not a fan of that type of music is going to believe you when you say that you went deaf from a One Direction concert. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's now if you go see, and I'm uh, again, you know, you see certain bands, um, uh, there's, there's famous rock stars who have um, really, really intense hearing loss from, from playing shows, uh, Pete Townsend of the who the guitar guitarist, uh, for the who is, uh, famously almost deaf due to the, um, the, the music they for years were known as the loudest rock band live. Um, another one, um, Brian Johnson of ACDC, which I know you've heard a ton of ACDC around here. Yep. Um, second lead singer of, of ACDC. He, uh, just, this last tour they were on, he had to sit it out because he was uh, suffering from what could end up being, you know, absolute total hearing loss, but they just released a new album and he's doing the vocals on it. So we'll see if they hit the road after this COVID mess is done a little, I I mentioned to you about the, uh, or you mentioned about the loudness of the, uh, the concert. And uh, I mentioned could you hear anything, you know, with, with, you know, bands that age and you get girls that are 16, you know, teenagers in there that are just so enamored with these groups, they tend to just go nuts and scream, you know, yeah, at, at, at these people. Now, I think you've probably seen the old tapes of when the Beatles came to America. I was just about to say that because I remember, I think it might have been Simon Cowell because he was the one who put them together, but he was saying how they would basically be like the next Beatles. Mm. Maybe not on that level, but somewhere close because of how I would popular say for they were. I would say for a summer they were they were very, very popular. 
it's it's tough to compare anybody to the Beatles just due to the fact that it's been 60-ish years and their albums from time to time will still hit high on the charts. So, right. you know, I mean, that that's just transcendent. That That's a once in it, it, multiple generation um, level of, of popularity. It just, oh, I mean, yeah. you know, with, with you having an interest to go see Paul McCartney, yeah, that, that tells you everything. Kira's got a, a Beatles shirt. Yeah, I have one too. I yep. think I have a couple actually. I have mm-hmm. that Paul McCartney shirt that I got mm-hmm. on the tour. Yeah, I I don't think One Direction could ever compare. I mean, I remember hearing anybody. that and I was like, I don't think so because Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's transcendent what 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 they did. They actually they with the technology of live shows back then in the 60s, they actually had to stop. They stopped touring because they couldn't even hear themselves play. Because (laughs) of all the screaming. And so that's why, um, you know, I think I've mentioned it before on on the show that the Beatles were, you know, from the time they really hit it big, had a lifespan of only about six years. Mm. Six to seven-ish years. And that was it. So all this popularity and whatnot was in a stretch of, of a very short time period, which makes it even more impressive, uh, what, what they pulled off. Um, your aunt Kathleen saw the Beatles down at, at the Indiana state fair when they came through. So that's still crazy to me. I remember you telling me that and I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah. So aunt Kathleen, if you're listening to the podcast, Skylar would like to hear the story. I next, would actually, that'd next, be awesome. Next time she sees you. So, um, with, Okay, One Direction you mentioned in Fleetwood Mac, which you know, I mean, that's I think that's great, the the diversity in 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 what what you're listening to, and I'm glad that you know I, your mom being a huge Fleetwood Mac fan is probably where that came from, and I enjoy Fleetwood Mac as well. Um, but yeah, the uh, the concert video, the dance, that's the one that 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 we'd play a lot. Staying on the topic of of music. What is there an act that yeah live dead it doesn't matter um older relevant now popular now that if there is who would you like to see that maybe you maybe you can or can't uh depending on if they're still around uh definitely Freddie Mercury and Queen right when they were together very good yeah okay. <laughs> I, yeah, so, go ahead. Um, so I remember seeing the movie um, that was based kind of on their story and how they came to be. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that movie. And I, f- I feel like they do this on purpose where they put out movies about these stories of these artists and how they came together to be a band. And then it's almost like immediately after you watch the movie, you go and you research and you look up songs to listen to. So that's what I did. And I just remember they're sitting, sitting there and thinking like they would have been an amazing band to see in oh, concert live. Absolutely. Uh, you know, that's uh, again, and that's, that's a, a transcendent talent that, that is spanning generations. And, and like you mentioned, uh, the, the fact that the film came out 
a lot of people your age went and saw the movie and thought, man, who are these guys? Because I think even before the movie, you'd heard We Will Rock You. Yep. And Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm -hmm. So a handful of the more popular songs. But there's a lot of good songs in that catalog that you probably heard the first time in the movie. Yeah, I think I think I might have heard Killer Queen maybe one other time, mm-hmm. but when I heard it in the movie, I really liked it. Right, right, yeah. Um, I've I've said amongst friends and and whatnot in conversation that for pure uh, vocal talent and and frontman ability. Freddie Mercury is probably the 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 best rock singer mm-hmm. that there was. I mean, there it just you know the guy could work the crowd and had an amazing vocal range that you know I don't think will we may never see again. It's just amazing what he could do with his voice. So that's a great one, yeah. I mean, and I would venture to say there's probably a decent amount of people who would agree with you that they would want to see queen with freddie mercury that's that's excellent now uh, if jumping back to movies let's go with if you could only have three movies available to you that you could watch forever only three do you think you could narrow it down let's let's take harry potter off the table because we talked about that so understanding that harry potter would be one of them. Let's take that out. Can you name three that that mean something to you, or that you just really enjoy to the point of okay, these would be my three. It was really hard to narrow them down because I have a lot of favorite movies and movies that I really enjoyed watching. Mm-hmm. Um, but I came up with a list of three. All right. Um, Goodwill Hunting. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. I wonder why that is. Why is that? <laughs> Um, it's because I remember you and mom telling me, I, I don't remember when it was, I think it was kind of recent, Mm -hmm. you know, in the last few years of the story of how you guys got my name. Mm -hmm. And there's a girl in that movie, her name is Skylar and it's spelled the exact same as mine. So I remember watching it for the first time with you guys and then. I watched it maybe four or five times after that, just because Robin Williams is an amazing oh, actor. Yeah, I mean that his his portrayal in that is is phenomenal, and that that will be a movie here in the future that that I'm going to cover on uh, the show here. But yeah, absolutely, you know, Robin Williams is is just um, in a pretty toned down performance. For Robin Williams, or you know, real serious. he's he still gets some some humor in there, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I mean, just and and he did win Best Supporting Actor for that uh, portrayal. So we got Goodwill Hunting. What do you, what else do you have? Uh, Clueless. Oh, Alicia Silverstone. Now that I'd have to check the date, but that might even be older than you. I think it was in the nineties, maybe early nineties. Possibly. Right. I'm not sure. So where did you, where did you come across Clueless? Because that wasn't one I put on. Um, one of my best friends, Olivia, she introduced the movie to me. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I think you'd really like this movie. And I looked up the trailer and I was like, mm, I don't know. Cause kind of like the romantic comedy type of movie is not really my mm-hmm. style of movie. But then I watched it and 
I thought it was really good. Right. Um, just the whole aesthetic of the movie, the fashion, mm-hmm. the, I don't know what it is about that time period, but like the words and the vocabulary that teenagers used yeah, in that time was like kind of advanced, but also like in a weird way, just totally different from how people talk now sure. that are my age. Right. So 1995. So the movie's older than you are. And, and that, that brings me to another thing. So, you know, if you go ahead and you look at, at things in, in terms of when they came out, you know, I'll hear a song on the radio and think to myself that came out in 1984. So we've got clueless here that came out in 1995. That makes it what? 25 years old. So even older. Yeah. Older than you by a couple of years. Yep. And so someone your age still finds the humor in it, but probably for different reasons. Um, just it, it, movies are kind of like a time capsule, right? Right. They, they, they take you back, you know, someone my age, that would have been, I would have been 21 ish at that time. And so me watching it would say, Oh yeah, I remember when people dress like that, or maybe when people talk like that. And that's the effect it would have on me with you. It's a time capsule because this is a time that you never experienced. Right. So it's kind of like, I don't know, bringing me into that world and getting to see a little bit of what it was like before I was born. Right. It's different when you watch a movie, you know, one that comes to mind is uh, Steven Spielberg's Lincoln movie, you know, and, and none of us can really relate to that because none of us were alive back then. We're taking it on faith that that's what it was like. Right. And probably history as well. Just, you know, reading stuff that right. they it's, probably wrote back then. Or, right. It's all, you know, handed down as to what happened, you know, whether it's a matter of historical record written down, but it's still at the mercy of those who recorded the events. So, you know, the, the directors and, and whatnot, nobody was alive back then. So there are some creative liberties, but you take again, and this is the only show in the world that is probably connected clueless with Lincoln. So not doing it on purpose, but to illustrate a point, I'm pretty sure Clueless was uh, pretty pretty factual in its own right to what 1995 was. And and we can know that because some of us were there in 1995 and, and can attest to it. That's two. What's the third? Uh, my third pick would probably be Coraline. Coraline. That's mm-hmm. a good one. That's a good one. What is it? I know you're a big fan of of like Nightmare Before Christmas, and you probably didn't go with that. Um, your mom as well, because you probably wanted something a little more obscure that not everybody would pick. And, you know, with Nightmare Before Christmas being a Tim Burton film, Coraline kind of has that feel. It does. It does. Even though it's not Tim Burton, it, it kind of feels, I think, um, the reason for that is, is that Henry Selleck directed Coraline and he directed um nightmare before christmas so that's probably why you get some of that feel of it but yeah no great great choice so now that we've cleared up the three movies uh that you could only ever watch again do you, what is and again I won't go absolute but what's what's a genre that maybe wasn't represented in your three is there some some other genre that that you enjoy 
Yeah, I like scary movies and horror movies, but only to like an extent. There's only yeah. so much that I can deal with watching those movies. Right. Now, are you a horror movie person that likes the jump scares? Or are you a uh, horror movie person that likes the gore and the... I would say, and I don't really know if these count as being horror movies, but most like kind of the psychological ones. Okay. Um, like what? Seven. Oh yeah. Is a good one. Yeah. Psychological horror. I mm-hmm. think is where that, and that's a real interesting one because you never, I don't think you ever actually witness anybody dying in that movie until the end. You see yeah. like the aftermath the, the crime scene. It's like you're a, a crime scene cop. Right. That's when you come in. Okay. Um, so horror films. Any any others that, that you can think of? Yeah. One that came out recently, uh, Parasite. I remember talking to you about that mm-hmm. one kind of briefly and telling you you should probably watch yeah, it. Yeah, it's on to- my list. I haven't seen it yet, though. Mm-hmm. So did the uh, subtitles take anything away from it or you just get used to them real quick? I get used to them really quick personally, because for some reason I have to watch TV with subtitles. Yeah. I don't know if it's just a matter of like seeing the words. So it didn't bother you? No. Okay. Nope. Yeah. That's definitely one on, on um, my list. I saw somebody posted, they were watching it again on Facebook today. Somebody on my friends list. And that's a great thing about a lot of different avenues of pop culture, especially, you know, the, the visual being movies and the audio with music is that, and you'll learn it too, hopefully someday when you have kids is you can, you can pass down the things you enjoy and you don't have to press your, uh, your likes as a parent to your kids, but you can go ahead and introduce them to things that maybe they wouldn't necessarily hear. Um, I know one of the things that I always enjoy is when the blockbuster movies come out and hopefully someday we get back to the theaters, um, the Marvel movies taking everybody, you, your sister and your mom, we all go out and we watch those or the star Wars movies, even to a bigger degree, because those are ones that we've, we've went with, uh, um, um, my parents, your Momo and Popo, yep, to the Star Wars films. So we had uh, three generations of our family when these last Star Wars films came out. So that's that's special too. And I I think that you can go ahead and as a family, there's just so many things you can enjoy. You you don't always have to have a any reason other than you just want to enjoy yourself. You know, there's. I personally know people who don't go to the movies because they don't want to spend the money. It's not that they don't have the money, but they just, it's not something they want to do. And that's fine. Um, But I, I, and I think you've seen it and I know you've seen it because you've done it yourself. I don't always want to go ahead and have a good reason for spending money. And I'm not talking a, a lot of money, but there's a lot of people that may say, Oh, I, it's too expensive to go to the movies. I don't want to do it. I enjoy that time. I enjoy being able to sit there with, with friends or family, even if it's a movie maybe I've seen before and going a second time with my friends or family and then looking over for their reaction when I know something big is going to happen. Yeah. I was and, just about to say that it's, you're more paying for the experience than you are to actually see the movie. Right. 
Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, um, so those are things that you just, you you can enjoy when it comes to uh, movies and, and concerts and, and, and things like that. Just a joy of passing that stuff on. And, and every once in a while you'll hit that hidden gem that you didn't realize that somebody really likes that you didn't, you didn't think they would like. So Skylar, I want to thank you for jumping on here. I know it's not always cool to hang, hang out with your dad and whatnot. Um, especially at your age, or maybe you're crossing over into that age where it is kind of cool again. Uh, Teenage years, you know, dropping you off at school and turning up the music (laughs) as you're getting out of the car was probably during the not cool to hang out with your parents' face. Oh, definitely. When, once you get out of high school, it kind of, you kind of want to hang out with your parents more and. Because we're going to die soon. (laughs) I wouldn't say that. Well, no, not yet, (laughs) but yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. Um, the, so yeah, it, it really is a, uh, a treat to have you agree to sit down and and do this. So, um, I don't know that I'll ever get your sister on here, uh, (laughs) with, with her one word answers, but being that there's six years in between you guys, I think it'd be interesting to get her, her feeling on, on things as well, because I'm sure they differ even from, from yours. Um, have you ever seen them before we go? Uh, throw a movie out to you and I don't know you've maybe seen it have you ever seen Mean Girls I have I just watched it over the weekend actually was that the first time you saw it no okay yeah so I was gonna give you that one to go ahead and watch because that's Tina Fey I didn't it, you know yeah. that, that's her behind that and her humor's fantastic Did you you ever watch Parks and Rec um I've watched a few episodes and I don't know if it's just the same like kind of like with the office the mockumentary like, yeah, type thing mm-hmm. and it's kind of like the first episodes are slow but it might get good as oh you get it does into it. <laughs> it does you need to you need to stick with it mm-hmm. um that's really where chris pratt got big um is the office his or um parks and rec he his character was going to be a minor character just appearing here and there but they they really liked him and so they they wrote him in more but uh yeah great i think i think you'll like that so again, thank you very much, Skylar, for jumping on and uh, we'll catch you all next time on This Won't Teach You Anything. <laughs>